Hey, bubblers, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your marvelous host, Jen, and today I have with me someone new to the pod, but definitely not new to being tolerated. A fellow podcaster that helped me get my start oh so many years ago, two, two years ago. It was like <laughs> oh, forever. So, oh, so many two. <laughs> so long ago. Hey, one of those, it's quarantine. It feels much longer. Yeah, that's like a warp factor. It's like dog years. Yes, that's exactly right. But please welcome to the show my ex-work wife, Marty. Yay! Ah! Me! I'm, hey, Marty, how's it going? I am doing pretty darn well because, like you said, it's uh, podcasting and it's fun and it's talking about Marvel and I'm a nerd and yeah. You're, you're <laughs> definitely a nerd. Yes. And that's okay. I think I'm not, I don't think I'm so much a nerd as I'm just kind of a dork. I would have to like parse through all the differences in the definitions. <laughs> Those to me are neighbors. So whatever. Very much so. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely on like the dorkier end of the nerd dork. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm dad nerd. Yeah. That's, that's, I guess how I would describe myself. Dad nerd. I'm, I'm a total mom dork. Yep. Yep. So maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. Just, you we know, just the don't have any fucking pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Tim's the worst. He's like, he got a new coat the other day and he's like, check out this pocket. And there's a pocket for a tablet and a phone. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. This pocket pockets. has pockets. <laughs> he has pockets that have pockets. And then one day he found a secret pocket in a pair of pants, like in um, the waistband. And he's like, oh my yep. God. And I was like, I hate you. Anyway. Sounds about right. <laughs> so. But today, um, we, Marty and I, will be entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or simply the MCU, which Timmy thought that that was a made-up thing, like, more recently. He's like, what nerd came up with that? And I was like, it, it's been around since the- <laughs> Kevin Feige? Yes. <laughs> he's like, no. But that's why he's the warden and that's not right. the co-host. <laughs> he keeps us grounded in reality of, like, don't yeah. get too carried away, you fucking nerds. <laughs> But yeah, so we're talking Marvel phase one. Um, I'm sure we'll kind of dip into probably some of the other movies and series because kind of thousand how, percent how can, agree. How can you not? So yeah, they're in my show notes. So yes, we're going mine there. Too. But yeah, we'll try and keep it strictly phase one. So I think everyone listening is familiar enough with these movies, um, even for those that haven't seen all of them. I'm sure you know enough, but consider this your spoiler warning. So. Phase one movies, brief little synopses. I don't know how to say that word. Iron Man, billionaire party boy gets woke and realizes the errors of his family's money-making ways-ish and becomes a superhero. Iron Man 2, Gary Shandling is in this one and we get a new roadie. Someone's all mad at Tony and his family's money-making ways and must break him. But mm -hmm. it only solidifies his superhero standing. Thor. Mythology enters the game and brings with it sibling rivalry and space superheroes. Captain America, the first Avenger, the sweet naivety of Steve Rogers, a superhero made right here in the good old US of A, and ugh, super Nazis. He's a star-spangled man with a plan. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> the Avengers, they assembled. Woo. And because I think we have to, uh, the Incredible <sighs> Hulk. It exists. Can we it just exists. talk about the Incredibles instead? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. 
right. So for phase one, it's the origin story phase. Here we get our little, our groups, our Avengers, our superheroes, and the intro into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So first, were you a fan of any of these comics kind of growing up? So, and if you were like, how excited were you? Or did you just go in dry? So, <laughs> uh, like, you know, like every teenager, I just went in dry. Uh, <laughs> oh, I almost got the spit take. <laughs> I went for that too. <laughs> oh, shit. Good one. No, I, I wasn't a fan of the comics beforehand, but I do actually vividly remember as a kid, like watching all the, like, we, we talk about how the MCU is like so fun and light and awesome. Well, not always light, but you know, how, how it's just generally speaking overall good quality. And there were like Marvel movies prior to that, but they were eh, quality. And if you go prior to that, the Marvel movies were like, oh, my God, who let this out? They were that bad. I remember watching the shitty Captain America and the shitty Spider-Man, where it's very clearly like a guy in a spider suit walking on his hands and knees on a brick road, and they <laughs> paint a window on the road. You can still see the fucking bricks. And they paint a window on the road to make it look like he's climbing up a building. Amazing. And I'm just like, I'm trying to like, as a kid, just absorb all this. And of course I don't recall that, but now watching all of the breakdowns and all the history of Marvel, because I loved all the movies in the MCU, I wanted to go back and do all that behind the scenes, fun stuff and the learning and all that jazz. And I was kind of, reawakened to all those really really shitty movies i watched as like a 10 year old and i'm just thinking how how did why why did i like this what was who how did like they obviously had to pay someone to act in this did they have to pay people to watch it too because it was bad so oh i I wasn't a fan of the comics before, but I was a fan of some of the characters, obviously like the Saturday morning cartoons, all that jazz heavily influenced by that. But the one thing I will say is because of the MCU, I have since found the, what is it called? Marvel unlimited subscription. Oh, okay. 10 bucks a month. You get access to every single Marvel <gasps> comic ever written. Oh. And so I have been voraciously consuming since. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And DC has the same thing for 10 bucks. Oh God. Just what we need is another subscription service. Absolutely. That is very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so I've, since then, yes, I've, I've been getting into comics as much as I can. The most recent one I finished was the uh, young Avengers series because I have a feeling that's what they're doing in phase four is they're setting up a young Avengers. Mm -hmm. And I also read the, the Mighty Thor series just prior to that. So I, I think I've read both of those in like the last six months, the, the full series. And they're both pretty good. The Mighty Thor was amazing. I, I'm a girl dad. I cried. Aww. It was, it was that good. Aww. And yeah. Yeah. So fan of the comics now. Right on. Yeah, I, uh, I, I went in dry as well, or took it dry. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So, so that explains why you're Thor. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say the only character aside from like Hulk, the only character I was somewhat familiar ish with mm-hmm. was Thor from the adventures in babysitting. Cause the little girl is a huge Thor like comic book fan. And she's got like huh. a little helmet and then they encounter like the garage attendant. I think it's played by Vincent D'Onofrio and he looks like Thor. So she thinks he's Thor. And I think ah. he like kind of saves him or something or helps him out or whatever, but sure. So that, <laughs> that's the Neat only little thing. call back in his career <laughs> since he's back in the MCU. Oh my God. I know. I can't. Okay. One thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's been the only thing I haven't gone back to like revisit any of the comics or anything, but we like my kids they, they love the marvel especially my oldest one so he watches all like the uh fan theory uh youtube channel and yeah all new that rock stars is my favorite there and um how it should have ended and all the little lego oh, things yeah. we've got all like the different lego avengers games which or I the pitch meetings love. has he or watched those oh i don't think so but we he oh, just got into honest trailers so we've yes, been yes. watching the honest trailers together and oh the God. civil war honest trailer i think is the best <laughs> out of all of them Come watch a man whose superpower is gymnastics and frisbee. Yes. <laughs> They're all really, really. Yeah, hilarious. they are all excellent. A, a side note: the the Witcher season one game, uh, honest trailers just fucking killed me because it just nailed it. But I also yeah, haven't seen good. all of season one of Witcher, so. Ah, but yeah, so I I loved I just I loved the movies and. I love, I'm a sucker for just kind of a fun action movie, bright, flashy. And at first that's just what I thought these movies were going to be. I didn't realize that there was going to be anything really beyond the Avengers. And so even when we got to the Avengers after, you know, the Iron Man's and Thor and Captain, I was like, oh my God, here we go. This is it. And it was just, it was a blast. So I wasn't really paying attention to any of kind of like the groundwork that they were laying down for the Mm -hmm. infinity saga and Thanos. I was just like, "Eh, whatever, this is fun. Now, now for my brain. Yes. But now going back and I'm just like, even rewatching these, I was like, Oh, there's one. There's a, there's a thing. There's a thing. There's a thing. It's so I'm just, I'm fucking all in on the movies. So, so there's what, there's a phase four thing in Thor. There was, wasn't there. There, there, I'll, I'll tell, I'll okay. tell you about you. I'll tell you about it when it get there. But for like, kind of along those lines, for me, I almost relate it to like maybe like Harry Potter or like the Indiana Jones movies, where you're just you're watching something. You know that it's more than one movie that is kind of tied together, but you don't ever think it's going to be like this big long cinematic opera yeah and you're just kind of going along and i felt the same way i'm like holy shit we're gonna get to avengers and we're just gonna be like you know fucking shooting lasers and swinging (laughs) hammers and punching shit and i'm gonna go out i'm gonna be like yeah i'm gonna lift some weights and then i'm (laughs) yeah i'm gonna forget about it and it's gonna be the end of it and that's where it's gonna be but no it just kept fucking going Mm -hmm. which is fantastic yeah yeah I agree. I, oh, I was I was actually really happy and then really excited, you know, even beyond um, the Avengers. But I was also a little concerned. I'm like, can they keep it up? No because shit. Yeah, I thought I thought phase one was a lot of fun. It was really great. I loved I loved the casting, even that being familiar with the comic book counterparts. I thought 
just seeing like the images, you know, on the YouTube mm-hmm. videos. Yep. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking. Or the Comic-Con footage. Yes, yes. That was so cool. Oh, so it's, I loved the casting. Robert Downey Jr. I'm, can, I can't really see. It does not get more perfect. No, it, it doesn't. And I'm so happy for him. And I'm so proud of him watching his yeah. career over the years. <laughs> Well, honestly, I think there's a lot of parallels between Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. Like to me, Iron Man one, two, three is RDJ's career. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm talented. And then Iron Man two, I'm going to fuck up. (laughs) And then Iron Man three, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. I'm going to go start Iron Man. (laughs) And then, you know, the rest of like, I don't know where Doolittle falls in, but. The, the one for the kids, right? For, yeah, probably exactly. for his kids. Yep. Yeah. Just something, just the fluff. But yeah. And then, you know, Chris Hemsworth as Thor just looks the part. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I, I, he probably wouldn't even need to have spoke, like, talked through any of it, and it would have been fine. Yep. It would have passed. Just very, very, very handsome, handsome Aussie man. Um, let's see. Good eye. Good eye. And then, so because the Incredible Hulk is technically part of phase one, I believe, um, <laughs> I know it's, it's so fucking I'm refusing boring. to acknowledge that because it doesn't have it on Disney Plus. I know, Dis- right? Disney owns Marvel now and it's not listed under phase one. So I didn't watch it. I kind of, like, oh, I, I didn't rewatch it. <laughs> I kind of blame Edward Norton for that. I have no real reason to. Absolutely. It's just owned by a different studio or whatever. Cause I think, well, he was, he was, he rewrote like difficult on set too mm-hmm. yeah and he directed and he's like, scenes yep, and yep yeah he was uh just a bitch about it yeah so it's so it exists so we have edward norton as bruce but then we get mark ruffalo as bruce slash the hulk which good old scotty boy much better yeah and um so i liked that casting i think edward norton does okay as a bruce but i didn't like the hulky part i just don't like that movie in general and i think maybe the one nice thing i could say about it is edward norton i'll all right you're doing all right well i bruce yeah i i agree with that because the cgi and especially if you go to the one prior to that with eric banna oh god the cg like this person hulks out and then he becomes the size of a building Mm -hmm. no like Lou Ferrigno was the Hulk. Like that was a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, obviously they just like painted him green, but to me, that's, that's my recollection of the Hulk. That was my introduction to the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching like the world's strongest man competitions, like when we first got cable and he was on there as a commentator. And my dad was telling me, like, oh, yeah, he was the world's strongest man. He played the Hulk. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I conceptually knew who the Hulk was from cartoons. And then he showed me, you know, when it was on at some point, he had me watch a couple episodes. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that to me is is the big reason why those movies were so hard to, to and not be believable because none of it's believable. But to actually kind of lose yourself in mm-hmm. because the CGI was so bad so and bad. so over the top that it was just like, like, I believe the actors. Yes. But now I would rather just watch cartoons if you're going to do a bunch of weird fake shit. Yeah. 
it was and so that's that's where i went with it but well and even like the edward norton version even it was more actiony than the 2003 but it was still so boring mm -hmm. so boring yeah and all that cgi with abominate now that was that was a bit much yeah but i did like the cast so that's what I'll have. That's all I have to say about that. I guess if I have to sum up the Incredible Hulk, that's kind of like the one. It's it's the drunk one night stand that everybody <laughs> has that they really really want to forget, but it somehow it taught them some lesson, so they have to carry it with them. And we don't we don't want to talk about it. We don't mm -hmm. want to admit it. But if we see someone else going to make the same mistake, we try and put our hand on their shoulder, and be like, "Trust me, just skip it. You'll be yep. fine." Yep. <laughs> wait for ruffalo <laughs> yes i know my oldest was like oh there's an incredible hulk movie he's like why haven't no, we seen not. it i was like nope. it's bad i'm like yeah. it's kind of like the green lantern movie we don't talk about it we don't exactly. truly acknowledge its existence yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only they would have been so on the nose about that as deadpool was yes <laughs> just don't make the suit green just <laughs> <laughs> as they're wheeling them in but uh let's see and then we also have uh scarlett johansson scar jo Mm -hmm. as black widow and obviously not being familiar with this character i wasn't i didn't know how i felt about her being cast i've i've never really cared for scarlett johansson i've i've kind of softened over the years but especially the way she's introduced in iron man 2 i was like oh so she's just there for for the sex appeal yep. for the to be ogled at and everything and going back and rewatching it it's very uncomfortable and like cringy to see it and i, I think yeah, they did all a better the, job like throws the hair like oh the posing the pouty lips dirty enough for you and it's like now that we now we know more about black widow and her being a spy and their training and all, yada yada it's like okay fine but it was it was too much and i like that there seemed to be a bit of a correction in in avengers with that where she wasn't so as sexualized but at this well okay so yeah not a complete I, I agree. overcorrection but there I was i agree with the 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 correction to the over sexualization but for me i think if we truly think about what the black widow's role is to be that super spy and now all i can think about is the fucking backyardigans international <laughs> Super spy. Don't you uh, love how parenting has ruined oh, everything? Everything. It's like we were just talking about a beautiful woman being too sexy, and then I'm forced to think about an animated penguin. Their friends are yeah. But for me, the, the Black Widow, she studies her target, and she knows that Tony Stark is, I'm going to stick my dick in anything wet. Mm-hmm. And so she's just trying to be that because she knows that's how her target responds. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the only way I could possibly justify it in my head. And that's, that's, that's fair. That's a fair attempt at justification. It makes sense. Like you said, as a spy and knowing her targets and everything. So, yeah. And, and again, not to jump all the way to, you know, phase four now, but we see that with her sister mm -hmm. in Hawkeye mm -hmm. and how she's like, oh, Kate Bishop. Yes, oh, Kate Bishop. Oh, you want some macaroni? My dad <laughs> says it's good for you. And it's like all pally pally. Like, oh, well, yep. it's like this is like this is a young college girl. I have to exude the, like that golden retriever energy. 
and that'll get her to calm down. And then at the end, she's like, don't get in my way again, or I fucking kill you. Yep. <laughs> and like, peace, I'm going to jump out your goddamn window, <laughs> like in a trench coat. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And it's almost like uh, Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, yeah, we're buddies. We're buddies. We're buddies. Yeah, no, secretly, I, not secretly. I'm actually a Nazi, and yeah, I'm going to fucking so kill everyone yeah. that you love. So thanks for giving me the information I needed, you know, where it's just like, it's not like letting your guard down. It's like rolling out the red carpet to get them to walk into the cage. Yeah. So I think to me, I guess I, and, but the problem is when you first watch, you have no idea. Nope. And I think that's just some retconning that they did. Okay. With the later films to try to justify it. And then around and make it. Yeah. Because, because this was pre the me too movement. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think they were feeling kind of like, oh, fuck, are we going to get like boycotted and banned because all that shit? Uh, let's let's write in some justifications. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a really good TikTok that actually talks about that. Uh, there's a well, I mean, really good TikTok is a stretch yeah. <laughs> for anything. <laughs> well, air quotes. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's that audio where it's like, this is just way too horny. Why did you make it that horny? This this is nowhere near horny enough. This right here, this is the exact right amount of horny. <laughs> this has no business being horny. I don't know why you made it horny at all. And it's kind of talking about all the different women of the MCU. Sure. And, and it starts with Natasha in Iron Man 2. And it's like, you made this way too horny. And then it goes to like Evangeline Lilly. It's like, you could have made this like way more horny. That would have been okay. <laughs> and then it goes to Mantis. And it's like, why did you make this horny? This shouldn't be <laughs> horny at all. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty I, funny. I think that's I projection on Mantis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Mantis herself is not, you know, she doesn't have any sexuality to the character. No, she's but, funny. And if you're into yeah. funny, then mm-hmm. I mean, not intentionally funny, but. Right. Yeah. It's it's the combo of her and Drax, but that's phase 97. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And we're not there yet. We'll get there mm-hmm. shortly. That's hour 16. Yep. Don't worry, guys. This will be time stamped. <laughs> um, like and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Oh, the roadies. Yeah. Veteran roadies. What do you think of that? Who's your favorite roadie? Don't you oh, mile? Yeah, that kind of sounded dirty. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, and Terrence Howard did a good job with it. Yeah. But whatever... I mean, to what I understand of why he wasn't in it again, it was a contractual dispute for more money. Mm-hmm. And at the time they didn't have Disney money. Yeah. So they couldn't. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go ahead and just pivot and, and, you know, take your ball and go home, that's fine. But I, Don Cheadle does a great job and I love how they address it in Iron Man two, right. When you see him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that ain't, that ain't the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I didn't expect to see you here. And he's like, I know it's me. I'm here. Let's move on. He's like, but just no, let's move on. And cause That's I was rewatching fun, this classy way to do it. Yeah. Cause I was rewatching it with Taylor, uh, my eldest daughter, who's 13. I pointed that out to her and she's like, Oh, Oh, she's like, that's good. I'm like, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Cause she's just getting into like all that teenage girl snarkiness. But uh, I, I Fun thought that you. was a really nice 
like kind of nod wink to the audience yeah. like we understand it's a different guy move on yep yep and and it's <laughs> characters like, the same it's like shows and movies almost have to kind of make some little nod, nod. little tongue-in-cheek comment about it because then it kind of helps like the audience members the watchers also just be like okay you've acknowledged it now i can move on too Sometimes wasn't there something like that little... with hulk i don't I, I thought there was something like that where she's like well what about this and i thought mark ruffalo said i was a different guy back then i think so yes i think something so along she... those lines yeah yeah when it was natasha trying to calm him down yep because i uh yeah because hulk the incredible hulk was the last one i watched because i was like i really don't want to watch it and i was like fuck i have time probably should <laughs> so um but like in the original roseanne run when they swapped becky's and and then swapped back to the original becky they always had some little funny little line in there which like i said it just makes it fun it makes it easy to kind of easier to accept and then just move on from there yeah. versus just dropping in just going maybe bewitched and just dropping in a whole new actor and yeah. us being like uh, that's always been darren what the fuck are you talking about yeah <laughs> just like <laughs> uh no no okay so I do appreciate that. Like I said, always fun. So, all right. And I do agree. I think Don does uh, an amazing job with Rhodey and mm -hmm. makes it a lot of fun. I think uh, Terrence Howard could have, but we never got that chance because yeah. I agree. I think he did a good job and it's just he, a shame that it came great. down to that. He was great in one and mm -hmm. he, he made his choice. And I mean, he ain't hurting for money, you no. know, with the success of empire. Yeah. So, oh yeah. That's good right. for him. Yeah. All right. Any other like character casting you want to bring up quick? Anything that you really liked or was just kind of like, Meh. so are you saying specific to Iron Man? Oh, just in phase within phase one. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> okay. Then start at Iron Man. <laughs> we'll work our way. Like, well, yeah, let's, let's kind of start at Iron Man then. So you had said at, at one point, like in our conversations kind of leading up to this and some of the notes that you had given to me, you know, you had talked about how the pre-MCU movies were just so bad. Just, so, yeah. so bad. They're kind of like, eh. And, well, I guess in comparison to the MCU movies, they yes. just, because like when you, like I said before, if you're comparing those to like the 70s superhero movies, they're fine. You're like, you're improving. You're trending in the right direction. Just keep going. Drink water, keep walking. Yep. And but when you compare it to the MCU, it doesn't hold a candle to it. And I was thinking about that, and I think it's because they got for the MCU specifically, they got really, really fantastic actors to even play the small parts, mm -hmm. the tiniest of parts. So this, I mean, I know this is your show, but time for trivia. <laughs> Just in Iron Man. And I'm talking just Iron Man one. How many Oscar nominations are held by the actors from Iron Man one? Oh, oh my God. I don't know. I'm going to say 64. That's a fuck ton. <laughs> well, we're talking just nominations people can be nominated for billions of things i don't yeah, know i don't this okay. is this is like talking to my so, daughter hey how many do you think it is the answer is a million 787 quadrillion I'm like well you're god damn you never mind go away <laughs> 13 <laughs> i definitely lost <laughs> but so rdj was nominated for chaplain 
for best actor and for oh. best supporting actor for Tropic Thunder. <gasps> I love that movie. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love. Mm -hmm. Terrence Howard uh, was nominated for Hustle and Flow. Okay. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was nominated twice in 2020, both for Best Actress and Best Supporting for A Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. Okay. And then this is the one that blew my mind. Now that I think about it, it's not really surprising. Jeff Bridges, mm -hmm. Obadiah, seven Oscar nominations. And I love he has him. A, he has a win for Crazy Heart. Nice. I loved him in Iron Man. I loved him as a villain. I loved his yeah. villain look. His mm -hmm. those those shirts you remember with the white, white wide collar, collars and, yep, and the pinstripes, the wide pinstripes coming down, the gold tie. He made yes. it work. He looked good, dude. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it was really, really, really important to draw such a visual difference from the dude. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think anything so, like, he did was bald, after that. It's like you had you had to like push those two as far apart as possible and he did but, it yeah it, it was really really good so if you expand that to all of phase one and you look at the actors that are in all of phase one there's seven oscar wins and if you expand it to the entire mcu there's 26 oscar wins damn so that to me is the difference they went and they they actually did pull out the checkbook after they got the Disney money <laughs> and they paid big names to be in small parts. Yeah. Cause in going through and rewatching just even phase one, I'm like the MCU, like by now it's like law and order or band of brothers. Fucking everyone has been in it. Actually, everyone. if you look at Lord of the Rings, same thing, it's, it's, it's not so much everyone has been in it, but like they've taken just about everyone from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yes. I've seen, I've yeah. seen that image that where, graphic, that, yep. that graphic, that graphic with, yep. And, and I didn't even realize that whoever the, the dwarf King is from the Hobbit, um, he was the Hydra agent in captain America who blew up everything like right after Steve got out of the, uh, out of the tank, the light oh. array tank. Oh yeah. He just guy. doesn't look anything like it because he doesn't have a nine foot long beard. Yes. And he's more than three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you're you make a you make up a bring up a really great point about the the quality talent that they brought into these movies to and how it that aids in making it making this franchise work. Because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, some of their other pre-Marvel, pre-MCU Marvel stuff, they did all right, you know, Rainy yeah. Spider-Man, you know, yep. and, and X-Man here one or two, a couple of them are all right. <laughs> I think I, mean, I, I like a few more of the X-Men movies than I think most folks do, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, they did. Okay. Comparatively speaking to phase one and what we now know has the behemoth of the MCU. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I know there's deep dives all over the place as to how and why, but I just think it's kind of interesting and kind of fun to, to look at and, and dissect a little bit, just even from a, a fun shallow fan aspect and not a oh my god and then there was this and production that and director this it was just they they the writing worked the, yeah. the acting worked it the casting works amazingly and i think that's obviously a big part of it is because then you can actually see these characters and it, well to me it's one of those things where there wasn't much hype coming in and that's yes. part of 
Like it started at zero, which is what gave it so much room to grow. But if you look at movies like The Hangover, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh my God, it's the funniest movie you'll ever see. And I ended up seeing Hangover like a year after it came out. I'm like, it's a good, funny movie, mm-hmm. but it was so incredibly oversold. Yes. And then when they went and made Hangover 2, it's like, where the fuck are you going to go from here? Like, it was a bachelor party weekend movie. Mm-hmm. How many fucking guys are going to get married? Like, this is going to get boring real quick. Yep. And obviously with the MCU, there's so many different characters that you can skip between. So you don't get that redundancy, but there's just enough tying them together, whether it's Coulson aww, aww, or son of Cole. yeah, <laughs> it's like my yeah. Fa- I think that's my new favorite line. <laughs> so quick and subtle and not even yep. subtle but just so quick and funny the uh just the the little things that tie it together whether it's well and and to me that's part of it like mm-hmm. the you know that i guess that's part of my point about having good actors play small parts that can carry over outside of their own films mm-hmm so when we look at Scarlett Johansson and Iron Man and then the Avengers and she keeps popping up and she's just always freaking there. And then the same thing starts to happen with Hawkeye and Cap and all the characters. And to me, that's part of what it aids to the continuity, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think the continuity, the subtle yet obvious continuity is what makes it so much less of a mental lift to to keep that connection yep and you know like the producers directors writers they know that they have gold it's gonna glitter as long as they don't cover it up yeah it doesn't matter what shape it's in just fucking push it out there let the actors do with it what they will and they will probably turn it into something good because of the quality actor they are yep you know, when you come back and you do the older MCU movies, nothing against Eric Bana, but I don't think of Eric Bana as a good actor. Not, <sighs> it doesn't have the same, he doesn't have the same like pull and draw that even like Robert Downey Jr. had when in, in 2008, you know, mm-hmm. he'd been clean for a while. He'd done a few, you know, Tropic Thunder and a couple was, of other He was coming off of uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which yeah. was amazing. So, but yeah, so he just, he doesn't have the grab. He's not as much of a household name. I think, you know. But everybody knew who he was, but it's not like, oh my God, it's the next RGJ. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. It was like, oh my God, I gotta go see yeah. him. It was just like, oh, okay. Well, good for him. He's like, still I working. know that guy. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> someone hired him. Oh, I better go support him. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Good for you. It's like when you're 22 and you have that one friend who starts making jewelry. And you're like, I have to, because you're my friend. I'm like, whether I need it or not, whether it's good or not, I have to, because you're my friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you might be surprised, like we were with with the MCU. You're like, oh, fuck, no, this is like really good. This is some good shit. Or, you know, you might walk out of the, uh, you know, the community theater production of Fiddler on the Roof and be like, I had so much fun. (laughs) You were so good at dancing. And bouncing the bottle <laughs> on your head. That was just, yeah, yeah. That Teddy guy was really good. <laughs> but you did such a great job dancing. I was just, I was just so, so proud. So proud of you. <laughs> yeah, such exactly. a good dancer. Such good dance mm-hmm. moves. 
Like, what did you think about my lines? I didn't hear those. No. <laughs> I was on my but phone. the dancing, but the dancing yeah. spot mm-hmm. on chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Your singing was great. I was only in group numbers. Like I said, it was great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, with, so with Iron Man and then, you know, forgetting our one night stand and going to Iron Man two, mm-hmm. I feel like as much as I just lauded the casting, holy shit, did they swing and miss with Mickey Rourke? <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Mickey Rourke casting was like, hey, that guy who was like nominated for the wrestler. Yeah, let's get him because, you know, he's he's going to play a tough guy. It's like, but but Mickey Rourke in the wrestler was basically Mickey Rourke pretending to be Mickey Rourke yeah. because he, he really was a boxer. And he's he's not acting. He's just being like just a, a mafioso a muscle guy. Yeah. Yeah. They shot that movie. Like, how long was the runtime? That's how long it took him to shoot it. You know, like they just followed. It was hidden camera footage of Mickey Rourke. Yep. Somehow he got Marissa Torme to take her clothes off. And <laughs> and they're like, that's uh, that's just how that came to be. It's like, oh, it was so raw and so real. It's like, no, that guy like literally has problems talking because mm-hmm. of brain damage. Yeah. And like, not that like, that's not funny or anything, but that's legitimately the issue. And I think with him playing Ivan Vanko, like we're really supposed to believe that guy's a physicist. Mm-hmm. I don't know too. I mean, and, you know, looks aren't everything just because you look one way doesn't mean you can't be that thing. But I don't know too many like, six foot four ripped tatted tattoos everywhere and like constantly chewing on a fucking toothpick Toothpick, physicists and i think they're just like hey his name's hot right now let's grab him because he's gonna be the bad guy looking back that casting sucked in the moment it felt fine Mm -hmm. but looking back that really really sucked so weird i like i have a problem trying to think of who like i don't know who you would replace it with though like i I, off the top of my head i can't think of anybody better at this point i can't either because even re-watching iron man 2 i was just like oh god first of all i wrote down nikki rooney so i'm fucking old (laughs) and then i was like nope that wasn't right and so that should tell you maybe a little something (laughs) very very big impression on you huh yeah but i was like (laughs) it just i would agree that it worked at the time but not so much going back and, and rewatching. And that's the other thing is like, there's so many geniuses in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's exactly. a fucking genius yeah. with their own specialty. And which, you know, that's, that's fine. I can suspend my disbelief for that. For but, that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, because there's, work. I mean, there are plenty of geniuses in the world. Yes. And we just apparently are looking at a disproportionately large grouping of them. Okay. Whatever. Maybe everybody else is an idiot because we have all the geniuses here. Cool. Whatever. But yeah, Mickey Rourke. I just like there's who else could be like muscly and smart. They already had Idris Elba as Heimdall because I think that would have been a really good casting. Ooh, yeah. Idris Elba is a bad guy there. Uh, I mean, you can't do Schwarzenegger. No, but uh, although it would have been a decent fit. It would have been okay. I I mean. Dolph Lundgren is also a genius, though, in real life. Not a True. physicist, but <laughs> he's True. beefy and geniusy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That and he, clearly he's he already has. Yeah, he has the Russian down. So, yeah, actually, right, that's probably go. the good right. one. 
let's reboot it. Let's redo it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Someone put the paddles to Iron Man. Yep. Well, and, and uh, you know, Gary Shandling, my favorite part of Iron Man too is Gary yes. Shandling just going, fuck you, Tony. Fuck yes. you. Like right on the Senate floor. Oh my I God. Just, I, I forgot so he was in that one. I so desperately want to see that in actual politics now. <gasps> oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> just no. Tell me what you really think. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I forgot that Gary Shandling was in that one. So it was nice to see him pop up. And then, yeah, I forgot that he's just, he's just a joy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's in, always, in he's always just kind of that weaselly squinty guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Gary, we love you. We miss you. Yeah, that was sad too. Very sad. So then Thor, good old Thor. What do you and think his, of Thor? So, I've, what is it? The the Star Trek movies, the even numbers are the good movies. So Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan, good. Star Trek Three sucked. Star Trek four, whatever it was, was good. That's all, that's all I remember is every other one was good. Okay. So you just don't watch the odd Star Trek movies and you're fine. It's the opposite for the Thor movies. I agree. One, that good. Was loud. Two, sucked. <laughs> that was Three, so boring. Amazing. I'm really, really hoping four is all, it breaks the streak. Yeah. Because I, and I think it will, but <laughs> fucking bleach blonde eyebrows. Are we serious? <laughs> for real? Like looking back, rewatching that, I'm like, oh God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the that's worst part was. about that movie. That's what And if was. that's the worst part about the movie, that's a damn good movie. Yeah. I, so. you know what? And that's what it was. Cause in watching it, I was like, I know that they're younger and everything. So they look a little younger, but there's something wrong with his face. Well, <laughs> I think you can tell that the, I think you can tell that the beard was somewhat prosthetic. I think. Mm. I, I, I don't know if it was or wasn't. But maybe they just put too much blonde in it if it wasn't prosthetic. There's a lot so, of blonde. Yeah, because it was kind of overly blonde. And then after that, they're like, you're a dirty blonde anyway. Just mm-hmm. fucking rock it. Like, you're is. from Australia. That's what everybody from Australia looks like. That's why yeah. everybody wants to go to Australia. Y'all dirty and, blondes. Y'all dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's why it's the Gold Coast. So the one thing that you, know, you talk about, like, oh, they're so babies. Eh, Hemsworth still looks ish the same yeah but i mean we have to talk about it tom hiddleston yes he's such a baby he's got such a little face does he but does he not have like the best glow up in the mcu he does he's like the neville longbottom of the mcu oh yes he goes from like oh he's adorable and cute to like (laughs) (laughs) some of the things people post online like spit in my mouth daddy it's like oh my god yeah step on my throat and spit in my mouth like no no. wow (laughs) it's like i mean i you almost had me and then you immediately lost me (laughs) yeah i was with you i was with you i was with you where the fuck did you go yep (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a very I like I like how he looks. Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how a uh, lot of the actors look uh in just in general in these in movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how Hollywood presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I really liked 
I really liked Loki in this movie. I never, yeah, I never really felt like Loki was like a true villain. He's just kind of a, he's just that bratty little brother. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the bratty little brother that got the shit under the stick. Yes, you know. And I, I mean, as the older, better sibling, I cannot relate to that. So there are times though where I'm just like, God, grow the fuck up, Loki. But at the same time, as a mom, I'm just like, yeah. oh, you poor little thing. You need a hug. You need your mummy. So I I love Loki and I, I enjoyed the series. He's one of the best characters in that movie. And for me, because of his complexities, he's one of the best characters throughout all of the MCU. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I you agree. don't you he's don't fun. have to like him. No. There's times where you don't there's times where you will and i think that to me it's a lot like robin williams stand-up comedy from like the mid 80s because it was less stand-up comedy and more like this emotional roller coaster that he took you on mm-hmm. and if your character is just punch 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 lasers 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 of, like it might be cool for the first movie, but it's gonna get old. Mm-hmm. And they do such a good job allowing him to play both sides of the coin as the god of mischief should do. Absolutely. But again, kind of going back to the amazing actors in tiny roles, Renee fucking Russo. Right. She says what, like nine words? Something like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> how how did you swing that one? Like mm-hmm. holy Christ. Sir Anthony Hopkins, holy shit. Like, well, he's but he's a pivotal character in the first Thor movie. Yeah, that's true. He, he is. But still, though, it's yeah, like just to, some to of get these... him for a superhero movie, quote yeah. unquote, is pretty impressive. Especially oh. since like superhero movies, like the the perception and the reception of them is is starting to shift by this point, you know. Right. But up until you know, the Iron Man and, and phase well, one and even, everything. Even at this point, it was still like, yeah, ugh. Yeah, it's not like what it is now where everyone wants a piece of the Marvel pie, a yep. little something or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so even early on, yeah, Rene Russo and Sir Anthony Hopkins, you're just like, what are they doing in, in this? Is this just their fun money grab? They, they want a new vehicle or something? Exactly, maybe it was, yeah. maybe it wasn't. Either way, it's crazy that it works that they like yeah. I said, got big names to do like Renee smaller bits. And mm-hmm. I just even realized like, fuck, that's right. Like I remember she's in it from Endgame and everything, but I'm just like, again, just blown away. Like how did they get you? <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I really like Thor the movies. I didn't have a lot of foreknowledge of the character from comics and cartoons and stuff like that. I, I wasn't, deeply familiar with the character so again kind of going in with little to no expectations really really helped mm-hmm. and the whole like redemption arc really really love that i thought it was done very well you know sacrificing yourself to for the greater good makes you worthy blah 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 the casting out was supremely important but one of the selfish reasons that i also like thor is that, you know, as Sir Anthony is uh, doing his little whomsoever be worthy of this hammer speech, the Celtic knot that appears, mm-hmm. I actually have a tattoo of. Oh, nice. So I'm like, I know that sign. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the same time, I have to, I, I do have to say now when I rewatch it, 
<laughs> I always I always flash back to uh because I, I, I grew up on like Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Stimpy, you idiot. <laughs> the like the gross graphic animations that they had mm-hmm. as he's like he's so fucking close to that hammer as he's whispering. Yes. He's like I all I can imagine is him like the Ren and Stimpy like animation tongue like coming out yes. and like licking the oh. hammer. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Ew, that's gross. Yeah, sorry, listeners, but I, I needed you to be in as much graphic pain as I am when I watched that. But, and then they flash back to it at like two thirds of the way through the movie. I'm like, knock it off. Oh, God. You're, ab- I've never. No, now that's stuck in my yep, brain. You're an asshole. That's <laughs> what I'm good at. <laughs> but all that going to say, yeah, there are, you know, we, we talk about how we didn't necessarily realize there was so much groundwork being laid. Mm-hmm. So the next Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder, is bringing back Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about it. And I think Taika Waititi has, he's the director. He, and, oh, good. And he's also Craig. I'm Craig. Kind of the leader around here. Yeah. Made of rocks. <laughs> That's like one of the best parts of Ragnarok. <laughs> Noob Master 69. Uh, so he had said that he's drawing a lot of the story from the mighty thor it's the mighty thor is the name of the comic uh from that storyline in that storyline so spoilers if you don't if if i potentially end up being right but in that storyline jane foster becomes sick with cancer but she becomes worthy and she becomes thor and there's there's like a different out like we don't see thor odin's son in that comic line we see outcast thor we see the mighty thor and then we see war thor in that comic line so of those three characters and who they actually are in the mcu we have had at the very least mentions of all of those characters already Mm -hmm. so war thor actually is volstag so lady sif in the warriors three he's the big redheaded guy okay yeah, so, yeah. And, and he's actually like, he's kind of like Dionysus. He's like the God of parties. <laughs> I think he's like the God of the feast or something like that. Sure. He like his whole thing. He's like, I'm fat and I eat the end. Yep. <laughs> and so we, we've obviously met that character multiple times, mm-hmm. but when, after Jane runs over Thor twice <laughs> and she's like, here, here's a shirt. And he's like, oh, who's this? And he's got that name tag on there and he peels it off. It says Donald Blake, MD. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's a, I don't, I don't know if she Her says ex. it's my ex-boyfriend or yep. whatever, but she's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's my exes. In the comic line, Donald Blake disappears because he becomes worthy and he becomes Thor. Later mm-hmm. on, he is the outcast Thor because he loses his worthiness. And that's where Jane steps in. And so I wonder, I have to wonder if they had this in their back pocket 15 years ago. You never know. Because that would be fucking amazing. You know, 
That would be really amazing. And you, because he's never there. And is he these, not there because he's already the outcast four? Well, and some of these things you wonder when you go back and you, we watch like phase one or phase two, knowing everything we know now and where we're at in uh, with like phase four and everything. It's like, are these, were these original, like originally planted? You know, and like in all intended. with the intent to yes. do that, yeah, and not just like, oh, we're just gonna throw a comic name, you know, a comic yep. book name character out there, and, and then blah, blah, holy blah. shit, it worked out. Yeah, let's use them. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, if it was intentional, and I, there are times where I'm like, I, I think, I think a lot of it is. I think more I think of it is. Most of it is, yeah, than not. And, and again, just rewatching and kind of picking up on a lot of those easter eggs and those breadcrumbs and everything it just makes it that much more you're just like holy shit they knew they knew what they were doing yeah all them years ago and it's really fucking impressive and it may be another reason why that it works overall even within phase one yeah you know we know it works big picture but yeah it's that's that's kind of amazing that'll be really interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. I'm very excited for all the new Marvel things. Basically, Yeah. The, the new ones I think are going to be just absolutely fantastic because especially no spoilers, especially with the precedent that has been set with no way home. But yeah. Um, yeah. So Thor, I, the first Thor, I do enjoy it. It's I, I do like it. It's not my favorite Thor movie. Ragnarok oh. is my favorite. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think as, as good as it was. I don't think it's possible for any for it to be anybody's favorite Thor movie. No, just because Ragnarok point. was that good. Yeah, until Ragnarok, it was my favorite Thor movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I and I love Natalie Portman. I've I've loved her since Leon the Professional. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. She was one of the youngest ever to be nominated for an Oscar Good for, for that role. Absolutely. She fucking should have been. That yeah. is an amazing movie. Um, and so I was, you know, I love seeing her. I always love seeing her, whatever she does. And, you know, again, another genius, pretty genius, a beautiful genius. Mm-hmm. And while I get it, just being reduced to like giggles around Thor, <laughs> I'm just like, ah, and it didn't happen every single time. Okay. But thank you for making happened. that concession because I you made that in in our show notes and I'm just like I like yes she does that but I'm like was it really that over the top though it wasn't but I think like the two times it happened I was just like oh, come on I mean I get he's you know he's a god he's an actual yeah. god but I'm like you you couldn't have maintained some level of chill but it I, I understand I don't think I would have done any better. I know I would not have done any better. You wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have stuck to your physics during no. it. <laughs> no, I would have been more like Peggy Carter and Captain America and just like start, start touching chests. <laughs> yeah. Like did it, did it work? I just, this is for science. It's okay. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> making lewd gestures. Yeah. <laughs> I was using my shake weight. Don't I was going to say shake weight gestures, <laughs> um, but I love Natalie Ice. Portman. I love, I love her character. And oh, Darcy um, is amazing. Darcy, Kat Dennings. Yeah. And, see, and I'm that's not, to me, I'm not a that's fan of her, the sitcom. <gasps> oh, She's never oh, a fan of the sitcom. Two broke girls. Yeah. 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 Whatever. But I love her as Darcy. I loved her in this role. I love that they brought her back in WandaVision. She was perfect. She was. Um, and I, I love, love how her. she grew for WandaVision. She did. You know, she's like, yeah, no, I like, I know my shit now. Mm-hmm. Like, 
move over. And, but for me, like my, like there's, there's no argument. Darcy's amazing. But when Thor's like, when he hears the guys in the diner talking about the satellite that fell when it's his hammer and like, Oh yeah, well, I don't know what it is, but it sure is heavy. <laughs> and he's like, where did you find this? And you know, he's like, well, I'm going 50 miles West of here. And they're like, well, well like, but we can talk about this and we can, Oh, I don't know, make a fucking plan. And uh, she's like, do you, do you do this all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like Darcy's just like, wait, I'm sorry, what are we going for? And she's and Thor's like, Mjolnir. And she's like, Mew Mew. <laughs> she's like, Meow Meow. What? Who? And that has become like the go to nickname in our house. <laughs> like, oh, nice. <laughs> all the time we call Mjolnir Mew Mew. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe it's a good thing the kids haven't watched Thor then. I told Ross that I was, you know, doing phase it's one. A, it's a blink and you miss it type of thing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I'm on Thor. Do you want to watch it with me? And he goes, uh, and I'm like, all right, we don't have to. He's like, okay, good. And then he starts Iron Man three. And I'm like, you're such a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 Well, and Eric Selvig uh, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Papa Skarsgård. I was going to say, most people don't know who Stellan Skarsgård is, but I guarantee you just about everyone with a uterus knows who his son is. That would be Alexander Skarsgård, a.k.a. Eric Northman from True Blood. Mm -hmm. And we see his wiener in the last episode. Of True Blood. Of True Blood. (laughs) Yeah, not in Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame. Giant vampire cock. Like, maybe that's what Thanos was running from. (laughs) Something's entered the atmosphere. (laughs) Giant vampire dick. (laughs) (laughs) And it's out for blood. Oh. Uh, gross and i love it uh, <laughs> this yeah. is why we can't be near each other exactly god this would have been so much worse like in person <laughs> yeah, <what if laughs> or better mm-hmm. definitely longer <laughs> vampire cock what what <laughs> that should that just that will be the cold open vampire cock <laughs> <laughs> that has to happen Fine. now i'm not attaching my name to this unless it is <laughs> All right. I will only attach my name to Vampire Cock. It will just, the, the episode description will just be MCU phase one Vampire Cock. Yep. That'll, that'll get the clicks. <laughs> all you need to know. All you need to know. But yeah, Thor, it, it's, it's still all right. It's still fun. It's, it's fine. Not, not I, my favorite out of the. I think what one. you, by calling it fun, I think that's the perfect description for yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It does some groundwork. It doesn't it doesn't shit on any of the characters Mm -mm. you just it's it's all origin story but a good origin story yes absolutely we don't have to kill uncle ben no (laughs) so then we get on to captain america the first avenger usa 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 star spangled man with a plan gotta love those boots i forgot all about those fucking boots (laughs) when they start (laughs) giving him shit about his little outfit Mm mm-hmm like his tinfoil shield that they yeah. gave him at first. Oh, isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. Little, yeah. This is probably my least favorite out of phase one. It's a good I gotta, movie. I got to ju- I got just hit me one last thing about Thor. Yeah. Lady Sif. Yes. Amazing badass. Yes. And 
all for all of the over-sexualization that happens of Black Widow, Lady Sif is an amazing counterbalance to that. Because yes. she's just like, uh, when Thor is giving his little speech trying to get everybody to go to Jotunheim, he's like, oh, well, who led you through this? Who did that? Who uh, who made a maiden uh, into an elite warrior? She's like, I did. He's yeah, like, yes, right. well, I, w- I was I was there to support you the whole yeah. way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So cap, cappy cap. Cappy cap. So I that's that's like I said, probably my least favorite out of phase one. And it's fine. Like I don't I don't hate it. Worse than Iron it. Man 2. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess I guess I don't, even though it's still phase one, since it's a sequel within phase one, I still don't I wasn't really considering it but sure, yeah yeah because everything else is an origin story yeah and then so, avengers the culmination of the origin story is yep so but it's i mean it's fine it works i love the you know stan i forgot stanley tucci's in it and who doesn't yep. fucking love stanley tucci yeah. dr erskine yes and but Ta- tommy lee jones i ain't gonna kiss you and again how the fuck they get tommy lee jones to yeah, be no in shit. a superhero movie <laughs> Yeah. I love him. Especially after his experience on Batman. Oh, that's right. He was two He was Harvey I just, Dent. I just did a Batman episode and da-doy, I forgot. Yeah. He was, I liked him anyways. He was good, but he was. Yeah. It's, again, I it's heard he did not like that film process. Specifically, Jim Carrey. Oh my god. He had I would beef be with Jim Carrey. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's someone so who constantly someone who constantly fucks around versus someone who just comes across as like the ultimate to the point hard ass mm-hmm. gee what do you mm-hmm. mean oil and water surprise yeah but yeah it's i don't know it's fine i like the the special effects in making chris evans all teeny tiny yeah that's all right you know we get our introduction to to bucky and then you know peggy and shield but i don't know natalie it's like, dormer's in it too that's right. Oh, and um, she's Clara. the blonde who kisses him. Yep. And the impossible girl, Clara, Jenna, Jenna Coleman. She was one of um, she was like Bucky's date at the beginning. Oh, that's right. Yes, I do recall that. Yeah. So, yeah, again, everyone's fart. like in these movies, even mm-hmm. these like smaller bits. But yeah, I don't know. The first time, very first time we ever watched this, it took us like took me like three attempts because I kept falling asleep. <laughs> To be fair, I fall asleep a lot <laughs> when I'm as watching a, movies. As a mother of boys, I don't blame you. <laughs> this was pre-kids, but I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it's always nice to see Nazis get punched out, but at the same sure. time, like, you know, Timmy, like Timmy watches all the documentaries and stuff. So we always yeah. see, <laughs> yeah, talk about Nazis getting punched out and everything, but I, I, it was, it's, it's a fine movie. It's just. It's just kind of meh for you. Kind of meh for me. If you're giving it a grade on on the ABC scale, what is it? I'll give it a solid C plus. And I was I was thinking one full step up. I think it's a B plus for me. B plus. Just because I think the uh, the origin of Steve is so vital to the entirety of the MCU. Yes, it's a a very very good point. And if if that's if that carries so much weight throughout 11 billion other movies, you kind of almost by default have to put more weight on, you know, that origin story. But I think for me, at least it's the, it's the 
demonstration of the fact that he is Mr. Good. He is, he's just lawful good. Mm-hmm. The end. Yes. And that is such a big part of like every single decision he makes going forward and to see why and how that all came to be. I think that's one of the reasons why it carries so much weight for me. Um, another one being Peggy Carter is a really interesting character in the comics mm-hmm. and in the movies. I like the agent Carter show was mm-hmm. really good. I, I was sad to see it canceled after two seasons. That was really good. The what if series mm-hmm. and what that has done. I think we are going to see more of Peggy Carter in the future. I think so too. And cause like it's already out there that agent Carter or not agent Carter, captain Carter mm-hmm. is going to be out in uh, what if season two okay. and, and raising a, a young girl, well, two of them, but one of them that's like hardcore into these movies, she sets a really, really good example of, yeah, so I've got ovaries. Get the fuck out the way. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, absolutely. Like, and and as as a father of daughters, that example is another reason why it kind of bumps itself up another couple sure. of grades. Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull. Oh, yeah. You know, amazing. Mr. Although, fun fact, he did not reprise his role in mm-hmm. Endgame or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, they they brought in a professional impressionist to play him. Is the guy's name is Ross Marquand, and he's on and The Walking Dead because he's all CGI, or well, like not CGI, but it's all makeup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that it's not Hugo Weaving no. as long as it sounds like him. Yeah, he does a lot of really good uh, impressions. I've seen like little clips of him and I like that actor, not just because he's got one of the best first names ever, but just even watching his character in The Walking Dead. I I heard his middle name's Taylor. So yeah, checks out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Best dude ever. Best name ever. (laughs) Yeah, it's you. You know, I I have I have two boys, and while for me it's it's just as important for them to see strong female lead characters like oh for sure like Agent Carter, so they can see like look, women get shit done too. Motherfuckers are all out there. Oh, I'm a better superhero. Whatever. See, she's just like fuck you. Get out of and my way. And she's not even a superhero. Yeah, she ain't got no powers. Nope. <laughs> but she's she's right there, kind of in the mix with everything. So. So yeah, it's her character is important de- definitely in terms of the representation of strong, not overly sexualized female yep. characters, strong, smart, and beautiful. Just that whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can I can understand that. I can respect that. And it, it's not like it's a bad movie or that it sucks right. or anything. It's just I, I it I don't know. Maybe it's not also our sexy. introduction. It's our introduction to the first Infinity Stone. Yes, it is. Yep. And then I don't know, maybe just the whole super Nazis thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, and then they've got like, off. and then they got like their Star Wars blasters all yeah. pew pew, blam blam. And I'm just like, like okay, fine, punch them could, out. Like, you're, you're sure you're not going to get sued by Star Wars mm-hmm. for making kind just of. black stormtroopers? Yeah. <laughs> 
pretty much. Like, oh, okay, sorry. Like, there's a hose hanging off their face. That's the difference. I got more of Cobra, um, Cobra, Cobra yeah. <laughs> uh, vibes from them, yeah. like snake eyes and shit. Well, no, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, G.I. Joe, there we go. G.I. Joe, yes. But yeah, we get introduced to Captain. He does kind of set that precedent of precedence of being lawful good, as you said, and our first Infinity Stone and a and the a super young Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice to see. Young, handsome Howie. Young. And I, I do like how they got, um, oh, what's his name now? Slattery, John Slattery, Roger Sterling in Mad Men to play an older, older Howard. Yes. Yeah. Howard Stark. I thought that just kind of fit really yeah, well. That's, that's a really good fit. And again, another really small bit to a, a pretty big name, I think, especially at that time. I can't remember if Mad Men was still on. I'm assuming it was. 2011 11 11, 10 either way 11 but it's yeah it was fine i like i mean i like it i'll watch it but yeah mad men was still on it was mad men ended in 2015 oh my god it did didn't it It went that long Mm -hmm. watched them all yeah i i mean you make a lot of good points that it was just and especially because we've just seen two origin stories Mm mm-hmm we do kind of fall into a bit of a pattern i i could i could come back to maybe like a b maybe b minus somewhere in there i'll give it a i'll i'll come up and i'll give it a b minus for okay. the uh for peggy for agent carter yeah. so we have talked about our origin story movies the uh iron men's one and two thor captain america incredible hulk and now it has time for the culmination of phase one, the Avengers. Da, 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 da. What a fun ass fucking movie. I, yeah. oh my God. It's just, it's so much fun. I love this movie. I want to know what someone, so like everybody goes and sees the trailer. Well, goes and sees the trailers. Everybody pulls up the YouTubes and looks at the trailers <laughs> to see if they want to see the movies. I want to know what would happen if instead of all the trailers, if somehow we were able to take the post credit scene from Hawkeye and replace (laughs) the Avengers trailer with that. I wonder how much money it would have made. (laughs) Probably not as much. I'm thinking not. No, even though I did kind of enjoy the hockey post credit scene, because yeah. I was like, you know what? They deserve their, you know, those actors, those yeah. theater folks, they deserve yeah. their time to shine. Good for them. This is, I love it. It was a ridiculous and hysterical. And then just within even the context of the show, Hawkeye, sit there and watch yourself. And then at the end, I love it at the, with the post credits and they're standing up on the bridge. You notice like Hawkeye is standing next to Captain Cap and Cap like puts his arms on his, you know, does like the superhero pose or whatever with a shield blocking Hawkeye. Hawkeye, He kind of ducks around real quick. That poor son of a bitch gets shit on in the movie or in the in the stage version of the movie of his life and his show. (laughs) Yeah. We're just gonna throw one more scoop on. Absolutely. (laughs) How fucking Ant-Man is there. 
Okay, Cause, sure. Just because everyone loves Ant Man, it's for the kids. Yeah. The kids love Ant Man. No, it it's it's for ladies of your ilk because it's Paul <laughs> fucking Rudd. <laughs> well, yeah, that man. Yeah. See. See, but he's not in. He's not in the I'm... actual Avengers. No, but that's all right. It's still it's still a lot of fun. It's still a great although movie. in the comics he is an Avenger. Oh, is he? Wolverine. Oh, that's right. Spider Man. John Sp- Speederman. Speederman. <laughs> so what did you, was this, how excited were you for this movie after everything that had been laid out for us, the post-credit in uh, Thor being basically the trailer for the Avengers. I remember that being a big fucking deal. Oh my God. So for me, I credit Kevin Smith with a lot of my education on why this was so important and amazing and awesome. And oh fuck, Kevin Smith's like 50 now, isn't he? He's 49, maybe. I don't know. Mm. He's he's roughly 10 years older than us, vaguely. And he grew up in the era of all those really shitty superhero movies that I was like, oh. I kind of remember that. He's mm-hmm. like, that's all I had, motherfucker. <laughs> all I had was that. If I wanted to see the fucking pictures on a page move, I had to wave the goddamn book. And <laughs> and I like I remember him like getting like so like worked up about that and talking about how never in a million years did I ever think I was going to see an Iron Man movie. Never in a million years did I think I was going to see a Thor movie or a Captain America movie. Now you're going to tell me they're going to put them all in the same fucking movie. Shut up. Take my money. Fuck my mother and my wife. <laughs> and he's like, and when you're done with them, I'll spread the cheeks too. <laughs> I love Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's like, like one of the king of the nerds. Yes. Yes. So like I, I credit him kind of really laying out how necessarily special but how really far we've come to not just get this movie but to have this movie be like the beginning of a cultural phenomenon Mm -hmm. because it's like okay like oh hey there's those marvel movies oh cool oh yeah they're oh holy shit they all kind of tie together that's cute yeah and then especially after avengers with that post credit scene, you're like, oh, these motherfuckers playing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And you see that grin on Thanos' face. And to, you know, to realize how serious they were taking it and how they wanted to like legitimately pursue this, I think is really what you know looking back is what makes me think that was so incredibly awesome mm-hmm. like in the moment it was fun it was cool yay oh it was like the best movie i saw all year <laughs> but i don't eh, i mean like i i don't i don't recall any other movies that happened that year i don't even know what fucking year it came out what was it 2012 uh, yeah so i was just like please uh let this <laughs> let this movie come out before my kid is born (laughs) (laughs) 
so I can actually see it and not feel guilty about it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. It was just pure fun. Mm-hmm. And we finally get the Hulk, mm-hmm. like the real actual Hulk. This is the first time we've seen the Hulk in the MCU. Yep. You just ignore the previous 97 minutes. And for me, that is kind of like the success of Avengers is what really kind of set the MCU on pace. Mm -hmm. So obviously Iron Man, the success of Iron Man is what justified more Marvel movies, but the success of the Avengers is what really allowed them to take their time with the MCU. Mm -hmm. Because if you try and rush it, it would suck. You know, if you tried to get through the Infinity Saga in a trilogy. Oh, God. I mean, that would have been a mess. Exactly. Like, how the fuck would you have done that? Yeah. You know, so for it to, like, the success of the Avengers is what gave it the time, the breadth to, to you know, not have necessarily like a dud like Thor the Dark World, <laughs> but. That whole conversation about was that the soul stone? No, that was that was the ether. Was that the power stone? Yeah, yes. that was the power stone. Yeah, so we have to have the power stone, which means we gotta fucking talk about Malekith. And it's just like, oh, Christopher Eccleston, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but the and so, like, if you want to know more about like real Malekith, read. The Mighty Thor with Jane, Fo- well, you know, with Jane Foster as Thor, because Malekith plays a huge role in that, and like that's a story that had to be told. Mm-hmm. But would it have, like, would we have gotten enough if it was shoved in as like a a beeline to a different movie? Mm. I don't really think so. No. But the success of Avengers is what allowed that like you know like yeah this is like our indie art house movie i know it's a, you might not get it but whatever we gotta do it <laughs> i mean obviously it was not an indie art house movie but that is what to me allowed you to take the time to pace it correctly yeah so yeah it was it was fun i loved it it was a great payoff mm-hmm. and in the end if that would have been the end of the mcu that still would have been really fucking cool. Yeah. I like agree. you, you could have closed the book there and been done and it would have been great, mm-hmm. but because it was so successful, we got to do so much more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I said, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of definitely like, I felt like a lot of like fan moments, but not yeah, a lot in of like payoff. A, yeah. Not, but not in like a pandering or like condescending game of Thrones. Yeah. Way. But it's like, <laughs> We got, you know, there's always been like the, oh, which is stronger, you know, shield, cap shield or Thor's hammer. So you got, we got kind yeah, of that nice little moment doom. there. Yeah. The, and just like the friendly fights, you know, uh, Iron Man and Cap, does the mother know you weareth her drapes? And, yeah. you know, just the fun little quips. Um, Speaking of Thor, again, not to call back to it again, again, <laughs> that fucking cape from Thor one. Thank God they changed that. <laughs> That was like 1980s businesswoman shoulder pads. Ridiculous. And you know what? And I'm sorry, but after the Incredibles, I no capes. No, no capes. The only one allowed to have a cape, Spawn. Because Dadoi. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that's kind of it. I yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, anytime I see, and then we were watching some outtakes, different Marvel outtakes. And so of course there's a few with uh, Chris Hemsworth and getting tangled up in the, in the capes and <laughs> Ross and I are just like, mm, no capes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the little lady's Edna, name? Edna mode. Yeah. Edna mode. Yeah. Yep. She was, she was spot on. Yeah, no, capes. Was. no capes. No capes. So, but yeah, just these, these fun little like friendly, friendly fight moments kind of things, you know, then we have like Thor Mjolnir versus and, Hulk. Yep. Well, and well, Loki. And then, yep. And Loki. You know, Loki finally gets to shine. And actually that, that brings up a, a kind of a good callback to my point from uh, Iron Man 2. Natasha knowing her target mm-hmm. and super leaning in to what that target wants to hear. Yep. You know, so with Tony, it was like, is that my teeny daddy enough for you? <laughs> and with Loki, it was not like playing dumb but almost playing like the cocksure and playing into like, the emotions and like oh you got it yeah. you've broken me and yeah well, no no that wasn't that wasn't uh that wasn't her with loki what, what i'm talking about is when they have when they're on the helicarrier and they have loki in the giant fucking container mm-hmm. and she's like so uh, like she walks in and Loki's like, yeah, yeah. Ah, they've sent the assassin to break me, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yep. And, and she kind of plays like this cocksure thing. And, and he's like, Oh, it's, you know, I've already got you exactly where I want you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, thank you for your cooperation. The plays the Hulk. Yep. And I'm like, Oh, that's a bad bitch. But she does have a moment through all of that where as as Loki's getting more intense about oh, yes, where yeah, she she, she yep. looks like she's scared or she turns yeah. her back like yep. and there's like a shuddered breath of like <gasps> Yeah. And then correct. like yep. no, gotcha bitch. Yeah, and then she turns right back. She's like, Yep, he's going after Hulk. Okay. But there were good. still shots of her of her of her booty and her like tight outfits oh, yeah. that those weren't absolute. We didn't get any. I mean, I suppose Loki still had his cape on, but I was like, we didn't get any Loki butt shots, you know. <laughs> but again, it wasn't a total overcorrection, but it it played nicely into yes, her her spy training and knowing her target. But we still got an, an unnecessary booty yeah, shot. A too it's, horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's got awesome. a great ass, but it's not America's ass. We want more of America's True. ass. So sorry, ScarJo. Well, so speaking of Asgard's ass, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how did Thor, like, is it a New Mexico thing where they have hospital gowns that actually cover your ass and stay covered? Yeah. Because he has that big fight with all the doctors and they have to like (laughs) spread the gown, pull the cheek or pull the drawers down and then stab them with the sedative. I'm like, this is the first person in the history of mankind to put on a hospital gown and actually have it stay closed. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe that hospital. It's a New Mexico thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to ask Jamie about this. And she's from there. Yeah. Jamie. Mm-hmm. Please, please it. write in the comments, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a New Mexico thing? <laughs> but yeah, it was, you're right. It, it was still hypersexualization. And I don't really think that toned down until. Was it? civil war maybe 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 even a little bit in like um winter soldier did it start toning down and just really showing more of her kind of badassery Mm -hmm. which was nice to see in in the avengers 
but I thought it was kind of interesting. I must not have remembered this line when, when Clint's like, well, or I think it was Clint. Someone's like, oh, you're going from spy work to into the action. Like what's going on there? Yeah, it was Clint. Cause then she's like, I've got too much red in my ledger trying to make up yep. for it. Yep. So, well, and I, I think it's really neat how not only does phase one, like lay all this groundwork and create this, if you let's kind of stand back from it and look at it it's really a pretty beautiful picture and path of how this story can go through and culminate but how when like it, it's not one direction it's looking backwards too so when we get into those later phases they do make callbacks to phase one like with mm -hmm. hawkeye mm -hmm. the series that just came out they make an avengers reference with Clint doing the catch and release, mm -hmm. just like Natasha did. Mm -hmm. Like, hold on, I'm dealing with someone while she's handcuffed to a chair. Yep. And really, you need me now? Fine. You know, and then she breaks out of it. So I think that's that's really cool how it's not just, you had to be there for the first one. It's like, no, you didn't have to be there for the first one. It's still going to make sense down the road. Yeah. But if you were there for the first one, we're going to tip our, our cap to you 15 movies later <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be exactly that it's going to be like hey thanks for watching yep Th thanks for actually paying attention and a hanging little, with us a little bonus yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a little something for you to like completely dork out about now and tweet mm -hmm. and theorize on <laughs> and that's what i think is going to happen with donald blake and thor love and thunder because i don't think because you know love and thunder you think thor and jane i don't think that's gonna be the love now that you bring that up, I think the love is going to be like Jane returning to her life, having had a relationship. I mean, obviously, it's all speculation, having had a relationship. And then we we either get like bits and pieces alluding to what he did and why and everything dropped or. And I like I I have no idea who they would even have play Donald Blake, because in the comics, Donald Blake looks like fucking Chris, Chris Hemsworth. The, his brother, no. One of his yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> ninety-seven Hemsworth all in a row. But to have like a Outcast Thor movie, like what if that's Thor five? Outcast mm. Thor. Is there going to be know. that many Thor movies? I don't yeah. know, but because okay. because Chris Hemsworth has kind of waffled as to yeah. whether or not he wants to continue. But that most recently, I think he said, "I'll play Thor as long as they want me to play Thor." But um, the to have. Like, what if you had basically like an all Thor Avengers type of mm. movie? But I like, I don't know if we're going to see Volstagg as Rage Thor because, like, Volstagg is Rage Thor. It's fucking scary. I like, bet. legitimately. Because, like, how do you get, and sorry for comic book nerding here to everybody listening to a phase one MCU, but <laughs> I like, how do you get someone who's like purely peaceful, jovial? from the comics obviously he was a fighter he's one of the warriors three with lady sif it that would be a fucking amazing series too a lady sif series mm -hmm. holy shit and jamie alexander has said she's absolutely on board for that oh nice but how like how do you take someone who is mr jovial and and get him to rage because he's so far on the kind of chaotic good end of the pendulum if it's going to swing back evenly, 
it's going to be scary fucking shit on mm-hmm. the chaotic evil end of the pendulum. And he actually does kind of play an evil Thor in the comics. Mm. So that I just, to me, to see one of our heroes portrayed as a bad guy, which I mean, we, you could argue that that's happened in civil war, but they both were standing on, they were standing on opposite sides of the line, both thinking they were in the right. Mm-hmm. And the difference here is that Volstag is just, the only way Rage Thor ends is with like the purging of planets, like that level. Oh shit! Yeah. So, and and he uses Stormbreaker. Oh. And we already have Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Stormbreaker anyway. Yeah. But yeah. The that's the idea of like, what if we go like dark, 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 like not like ooh horror, but this is just an evil superpowered person who we thought was good the whole time. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. That could be interesting. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. I would too. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for all the all things Marvel now. So mm-hmm. because yeah. I've enjoyed all of them so much. You know, some more than others, obviously, sure. but that's fine. Overall, I I still enjoy them. I still can't wait to see them and watch them and I mean, like, yeah. I've gotten to the point where I almost have to see them opening day because I don't want spoilers same here almost almost I I take off of work I realize so I waited about a week for I was shocked no by way that. home because I'm like well I don't want to go like just even like pre-pandemic I'm like I don't we don't right. go to things opening night and yada yada and so it was about a week and I'm like I can't fucking take it anymore because mm-hmm. I as I tried to block and mute as much as I could, yep. but I'd still like I'd see spot and I'm like quickly you see pictures. away. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, oh I think I just oh almost almost had an anxiety attack. But and, and the same thing happened with Endgame and I think Infinity War. It was about a week yes. where I was like, I can't do it. We're going to the fucking theater to see. I was like, find someone to watch the kids. We're going, and we did. And I'm just like, y'all are lucky. I didn't. I didn't adored. do that for. And no, so Endgame was second. I didn't do that for Infinity War. I actually watched Infinity War once it came out digitally. Ah, I don't know why. I don't know like what my logic was. I think it's because you know coming off of like Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel, it's like okay, like these are fun. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely willing to watch every single one of them. But is it theater worthy fun? Well, not even that. But it's just like. I have this like I I couldn't connect the urgency part of it, and so then I watched I you know I saw all the stuff for Endgame coming up and I'm like okay well I gotta watch Infinity War and so I watch Infinity War <laughs> that was fucking amazing yeah. <laughs> I have to watch Endgame now <laughs> and and Meg got us tickets on opening day and it was I was the woo girl yeah in the theater at you know at the one scene of worthiness mm-hmm. like i'm looking around and everybody's jaws are on the ground i'm like how are you not cheering Woo! yeah <laughs> and i did that in the middle of fucking theater see everyone like, slaps me <laughs> everyone cheered when we saw it in end game and i think even we got kind of caught up in it as well you know like we weren't the first ones to woo or clap but as like that 
in that split second, that energy built, I was just like, ah, and that's one of my favorite, like if I'm having just kind of a downer day, yes, that's one of my favorite reactions. Yes. The theater reactions of just like the whole theater exploding. It's so I get, I get a little verklempt about it because it's just, it's for that split second. Every single person in that room was on the same same page. Yes. And we, they all collectively just rejoiced and had that moment, whether you're just a fan of the movies, the comics as well. I think we, it brought everyone together and we're just like, Oh my God, high five, slap hands, slap hands. The only other time I've shouted in a theater was watching Shazam. (laughs) At the end of that, where, you know, the, you get to see the whole family Mm -hmm. and again, sorry to nerd out everybody, but initially Shazam was called Captain Marvel. And the reason they did that was because DC comics were going in the tank. Marvel was succeeding and they said, fuck that. We're going to make a character with their name. So people get confused and buy our shit. And then Marvel said, fuck you guys. I'm suing you. And DC said, no, you can't sue us because you don't have a character named that. So it's totally fine to name that. And then Marvel said, uh, fuck. Hey, now we do. Boom. Captain Marvel right there. Suck it, Trebek. (laughs) And then they said, well, fine. We'll call it Shazam. So initially it was called Captain Marvel or the Marvel family, the Marvels. And I remember watching Shazam cartoons on Betamax tapes as a Holy kid. Holy shit. That was my first, that's where I fell in love with superheroes, truly, was Shazam. And so I was super, super excited to see that. And to have Zachary Levi, I'm like, there is not, like, again, perfect fucking casting. That's why it's one of, like, three DC movies to do well. Mm-hmm. But when the family comes out, there's some asshole in the theater who goes, it's a Marvel family. And I just go, fuck you. <laughs> And the whole theater <laughs> cheered. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and I'm just like, because like I had heard him talking. He's like, I could hear oh. him explaining to whoever he was with. Oh, that poor person. What I just explained. And I understand the want to explain it because I just did. But not in the theater. Not, yeah, you're. <laughs> You're given an opportunity to explain it now, you know, yeah. which is fine. It's a, it's appropriate. Not in the mm-hmm. fucking theater. Yeah. So, well, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. The, the two times that I yelled in the theater was the moment of worthiness because I mean, I've, I shouldn't say it. I've yelled plenty of times, but it was like, <laughs> it was like you said, it was a collective yell with everybody yeah, else. Yeah. It was like, I, I wasn't the person to break the silence. Yeah. There's twice. I was the person to break the silence. And those are the two times. Yeah. The only time I broke, broke silence uh, in a movie theater was during the matrix. The first one, cause I hated the, Oh, but Neo, you have to be the one. Cause I'm in love with the one and I love you kiss sparks. Boo! And then that made me so fucking mad. I haven't watched any of the other uh, matrix movies. Matrix two is okay. Uh, matrix three was horrible. The best part about Matrix Resurrections was the song at the end. They went back to Rage Against the Machine, hmm. but they did uh, Brass Against the Machine. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Mm-mm. They're they're an all brass cover band. Of oh, fun! So and they played Wake Up, which perfect, and uh, they're fronted by a female lead singer, uh, Sophia Urista is her name, and if you Google her. Don't click on the videos unless you want to see her pee on someone's face on stage. Good to know. 
because she's hardcore like that. Right on. And that was while she was singing Wake Up also. She's like <laughs> squatting over a guy's face, <laughs> screaming, Wake Up! I'm just like, That's oh, my Lord. One way to wake somebody up, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he was like asking for it to happen, which. Of course. That's your thing. That's your thing. But that's not my thing. Not my thing. No, thank uh, you. But yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. Nope. So, all right. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping this up a little bit. I mean, I've got a couple other things on the list, but I think we've, for the most part, have kind of hit them all. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie out of the first phase, a favorite Avenger or villain or story or anything like that? I think I have to say Thor is probably it's either Thor or Captain America as my favorite. I hate to just kind of exclude Avengers, but I feel like that's the easy answer. And because it's a collaboration, it's like I got an A on a project when mm-hmm. I had seven other people help me. Did you really get the A? No, you got one seventh of an A. So that's kind of how I feel about Avengers. So of the solo projects, I think it's probably Thor because Natalie Portman is beyond gorgeous and it, it was the newest property to me. So mm-hmm. I, I think I was kind of exposed to the most from that because I knew about Captain America. I knew about Iron Man. I didn't really know much about Thor. So I'd have to say that Thor was probably my, my fave. Right on. That's a solid pick. A lot of good reasons. I don't know. I think for me, like I said, you know, obviously, yeah, Avengers is going to be the easy one. I think it's, it might be a toss up between first Iron Man and, and Thor Thor for your reason, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Um, also for me, like, like I fucking knew shit about Iron Man, but I knew about Robert Downey Jr. So that was enough for me. <laughs> Thor. It's like, I didn't know who Chris Hemsworth was or really who this character was outside of ventures and babysitting, <laughs> which is not really a, a solid weird flex, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think, I think I'm going to go Iron Man, the, the one that started it all, the one that kind of yeah. got me hooked. It was, you know, was a lot spark. of it is Robert Downey Jr. Uh, again, Jeff Bridges as the villain. I yeah. loved that. Loved a box of scraps. And yeah. <laughs> so I think that one for me, I do like the storyline between Thor and with Lauren Loki just that yeah. complicated sibling mm-hmm. relationship. And then of course, always got to love the line in Avengers. Well, he's adopted, <laughs> but he's <laughs> all he wants to do is still bring Loki home. That's all yeah. he wants is just to bring Loki home. And Loki still, just you can like, tell there's love there. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think you, and I, and I think you can tell that Loki loves his brother as well. It's just extremely complicated. Let's um, do get help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <I> get help. <laughs> We're not doing get help. Oh God. I love it. Those two work so great together. I love yeah. those two as, as that's those one of those characters. things where I really, really hope they're that good of friends off screen too. Me too. And then, oh, I guess just, yeah. Kind of one last thing, the use of post-credit scenes. Uh, they're not the first ones to do, po- but I think they're the ones that really made it a thing. And when we went and saw no way home. Cause you're like, stay for the Pope. Make sure you stay for the post stay for the last one. You got to stay for the, la- and for anyone listening who hasn't seen no way home, stay for the very last post-credit scene. There's two of them. It's at the very, very end. So the, the theater cleared out after the first one. I'll put Everyone- it to you, Jen. Was it worth it? 
it was worth it, but it was so yeah. funny because we're sitting there and the family starts getting there, you know, and the kids are getting antsy. It's like a two and a half hour movie and they did great, but they're just like, all right, can we, can it's we time. go yet? It's time. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> Marty said, stay. Marty said we have to wait. It's going to be worth it. And then I'm just sitting there like it better fucking have been worth it. Marty. <laughs> I'm going to walk to his house and stab him in the dick. <laughs> I mean, we were in Sun Prairie. We could have easily just done a yeah. quick, taken yep. the long way route. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I thought it was worth it. Um, Hell yeah. Ross being like, just kind of the bigger dork about it. Also appreciated it, but it's just like now. Now it's like every fucking movie, whether it's Marvel or not, it's like, are there post credit scenes? I'm going to fast forward. Like, even when we're watching, even when we watched Encanto, I'm like, I don't know, maybe there might be a little. Something. Yeah. And they're just like, no, you need to relax. I'm like, you never know. Well, so it's kind of ruined it for me. I think it says something that and, and just like I'm trying to think of different examples. You know, the Marvel was not the first superhero movies, obviously. Mm -hmm. There were plenty, like the Dark Knight series. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. There have been plenty of superhero movies before, but this set a new bar. There have been post-credit scenes before, but this set a new bar as to how it is dropping the breadcrumbs for what's next. The, what I always think of is when, because I'm a big James Bond nerd, when we watch the James Bond movies, it was always, you know, James Bond will appear next in and whatever the next title was. Mm -hmm. And it was such big news just to get the fucking title of the next movie that it was just like, oh, my God, it's going to be Casino Royale. I, 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 I. And to to see the nods and the character drops and all that stuff that happens in the post credit scenes. It's that to a whole nother level to a point where it is now becoming the standard where non MCU movies are doing post-credit scenes. Cause they're like, fuck Marvel's doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we got to, if we're like, if that's what we're really aspiring to be, we have to do that too. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I do too. I like, yeah. Cause whether it's dropping breadcrumbs or it's just something kind of like fun, a shawarma scene. Shawarma scene. Yep. 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 <laughs> I love it. It's I, like fuck, we're tired. Like we're we're real too. Real. Like I just I just need a, I just need a snack. I no, need a snack. That that the the restaurant didn't have that much damage. If their if their kitchen is still operable, yeah, <laughs> to make you know, a bunch of food for them. But yeah, I love that something so kind of small and simple and like a almost like an afterthought post credit scenes has changed the way. The way movies, movies are made. made. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, it blows my mind. It's just such a small thing, you know, it's, and not you can a say the same thing about the Stan Lee cameos. Oh, I get so, I get so smad. Tap, no, not yeah. smad. I don't get mad, but I get happy, sad. Yeah. Every time I see Shad, I get shad. <laughs> <laughs> like the Captain Marvel one is, is the toughest because like the whole, Marvel opening yes. is all Stanley and then it just says thank you Dan. It's just like, really? Really? You're making me cry now? Yeah, exactly. It's not even the pre-credits. <laughs> <laughs> and then the And then they're like, reading the mall rats. I know. Like to ah! like to hear Kevin Smith tell that story guaranteed will make you cry. I bet. Because 
He's like, at times I have loved these movies more than I have loved my family. <laughs> and, and for them to make something that I've made canon in their world, he's like, you talk about being like the fat loner kid growing up and like the only people that I could talk to were these fucking characters on a page. And then this man made these characters on the page, tip their hat back at me. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, if that's, he's like, I was ready to die right there. He's like, you know, the next heart attack, heart attack could have happened right there. And I would have been totally cool. <laughs> he's like, that was just the, I, he's like, I still will never, ever get over that. Mm-mm. I can't and, even imagine what that must have been like for him. And I can just, hear him explaining it and it's like i got a little i was like oh little little lump in my throat there's an eyelash in my eye actually yeah i have eyelashes in both of my eyes (laughs) but that's to me like the it has taught people i guess this is kind of what it kind of all boils down to for me the post-credit scenes the cameos it has made the hunt for easter eggs something that normal people do not just nerds like me right yeah and and to give normalization to someone who has never really had that is really fucking cool yep you know because now the fact that i have spent innumerable hours watching these things over and over and over again it doesn't make me an outcast if anything like it gives you like a step up on the social ladder Mm -hmm. and i think about people like my kid who sometimes struggles to make friends because she's pretty you know to herself and she like she has a very close-knit group of friends Mm -hmm. and for that to be something that can be like a feather in her cap rather than something that will further ostracize her is pretty cool. Yep. And, and not to mention the fact that like, Hey, it's a, it's a way that I can like super crazy bond with my kid Yep. and, and stuff like that. It's yeah. It's changed how, not just how movies are made, but how movies are received, how they're rewatched with like fine tooth comb and how it's, it's to some ways, good and bad normalized the fanaticism. Mm Mm-hmm. Very well put. Very well put. Yeah, I love these as a non, again, as a non comic book reader, these were a lot of fun and can really like ignite that like interest and like, okay, what's more? What's next? What are they going to, what could they do next? Let's go back to the source material mm-hmm. and check it all out. Now, you know, my kids, they read like Ross reads like on Hoopla, he'll download like the comics and stuff through yeah. like reading apps. And so, I don't know that he's done a lot of the Marvel, but it's nice that he has that option literally at his fingertips and he can go back and pick up any, and he will on occasion, not all that's not what he always only ever reads, but then, but then, you know, cause we're, we're big, just TV watchers, screen watchers. So for him, it's like the YouTube videos. And again, all the, the theories and Mm -hmm. you know, what, cause then he'll watch the YouTubers that compare the, the, comics to what the movies gave and 
theorize what could happen next based on what happened on the comic so he's able to absorb it that way and then he thinks like he's some big like knowledgeable like super nerd because he's like well i watched a youtube video where they talked about the comics <laughs> oh i mean like where the fuck do you think but, i got 90 percent of where i said well, you know? exactly i read <laughs> this very well could have been your son sitting here <laughs> Probably making less, uh, probably more dick jokes. I don't know. Oh God, he he would he wanted to be a part of this, and actually the idea to actually finally do Marvel was because he was he was going through a Marvel rewatch, just the most random ones, and we got to arguing in about some of them and shit. So you're like, God, you sound like fucking Marty. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that reminds me, I haven't yelled at Marty in a while. No, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just it's great what it's just been able to do uh, even like for fans as a fan and as corny as it sounds like bringing families together and mm -hmm. strangers together because it's like, yeah, we've got this common thing and we can totally dork out about it. Like we've known each other forever. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's another point of commonality between people yeah. that may not have had one previously. Exactly. So I, I love them and I, I'm excited to do the other phases and yeah. I'm excited just to see what comes next um, where we're Phase currently four. at in Marvel. The only one we haven't seen is the Eternals because uh, we didn't see that in the theater and so we're waiting for it to come out on uh, Disney+. Plus. You talk about another person who was just like blown away by the fact that like I can't believe you want me to be a part of this. Uh, the actor who plays Kingo in the Eternals, Camille Nanjiani. He yes. is, he is a fan fucking tastic comedian. Mm -hmm. He has a comedy album called beta Mail. I highly encourage anyone who's a Marvel fan to watch it watch it, listen to it because he basically talks about how, you know, he's been this, this kind of like nerdy guy his whole life. And and he's he's never been the alpha male. He's always been the beta male. And the the times that he's been kind of thrust into that alpha role, how he was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. This is like, this is going to go horribly. <laughs> and then for him to be cast as an alpha is pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so he, he talks about that. Well, he doesn't talk about his casting because the album's from like 12 years ago. But yeah, Camille Nanjiani, beta male fantastic comedy album you'll love it i'll have to remember and check that out i i think he's really funny and i like <laughs> i loved seeing his progression and getting ready for the role so that was yeah that was real nice to see mm -hmm. <laughs> but all right well do you have any other stray observations or anything else that you know we didn't really get to or a quick shout out of anything i I think the, the moral of phase one is that anybody can overcome blonde eyebrows. Anyone can overcome. Thank God for that. <laughs> Guy, could you imagine me with blonde eyebrows? <laughs> oh, I just imagined you with blonde eyebrows. That's it. Yeah, no, exactly. Because fucking hard. No, you got some of those levy eyebrows. <laughs> I know I'm very. And these are trimmed. Like I had them trimmed two days ago and they're still like Eugene Levy-esque eyebrows. They are. Caterpillars hide in my eyebrows. I could see that for shelter. Yeah. And you don't even notice. There's like at least so, three on one. I'm a very swarthy person. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means okay. it looks it looks like me. Dark complected, oh, okay. kind of darker hair, darker features. Yeah, I'm swarthy. Swarthy. Okay. Captain Jack Sparrow. Swarthy. Gotcha. 
kind of greasy. Kind of <laughs> greasy. I didn't take my hat off. You don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> I just assumed since you had the hat on. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, my hair is pulled parents. back, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anything else, or um, is that about do it for you for phase one? Yeah. Okay. For phase one, I think that's that's all the things I really had to say. Excellent. And I think that was plenty. So before we pop <laughs> off, um, do you have any other like streaming recommendations? You recommended the uh, stand-up uh, album. Anything else? Yeah. So my, my winter depression <laughs> always has me what like I save all my guilty pleasures for winter. Mm-hmm. My guilty pleasures are all those stupid fucking gold shows. Gold Rush, Bering Sea you Gold. You motherfucker. Timmy White has been. Water gold. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, kids, you want to you want to come sit down with me and watch somebody vacuum up the ocean floor <laughs> for real? Because that's all that's happening. It's, Timmy's watching that right now. I'm not even fucking lying. He's like, there's one left. I just got one more season left. One more season left. I'm like, you've had one more season left for like three weeks. Ten fucking seasons. <laughs> So I ran through all the gold shows and now I'm on to Outback Opal Hunters. No. Hey, have you watched Homestead Rescue? That's one no. I love. I love Homestead Rescue. Watch no, watch no, that no, instead no. of the gold shows. It's no, much that better. sounds too much like uh, the twins show, Jonathan and and uh, whatever the other Scott brother is. I don't know about that, but they it's the HGTV it's, bullshit. But it's this is a family that helps homesteaders be okay. self-sufficient and off the grid. And you kind of get the sense that this family actually kind of cares and really wants to help these families. I could I could watch that in theory for prepping for camping. There you go. We watched Timmy got into it. And so we burned through like all of the seasons on whatever channel that we have. Is Discovery it on Plus. I think it is. We have we have Discovery Plus, so we watched we watched it on there, and so every Homestead single Homestead Rescue. Yeah, so every okay. single thing I did, I hang up a picture Homesteading. I, <laughs> I potted plants Homesteading for like all fucking summer long. Drove them nuts, and it was just a nice little fun. It still happens whenever I made a clay flower pot tea light heater for my garage because I was too cheap to buy a space heater. Homesteading. <laughs> yeah. If the power goes out and I forget to start a fire, we could always just do this. <laughs> so I I do not recommend Marty's gold shows because I have to. Sit you don't know, yeah. Of- uh-uh. You don't have to. They but are I- boring as shit. But there's something that you can walk away from. It is, yeah. While you're doing shit around the house, or if your partner's and- watching it, you can sit there and play on your phone and. Yeah, that's- you don't like. You can have a conversation during it. It doesn't matter. There's like three important minutes per episode. And it's just a way out. That's all it is. <laughs> God, I cannot believe you brought up the gold shows. Yep, Jeez. the gold shows. Oh, shit. Well, well I'm I... going to text Tim and tell him <laughs> Outback Opal Hunters is next. Because it's on Discovery Plus. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. I'm... Does Has he watched Aussie Gold, too? I don't think so, but he probably okay. will. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't just remember, you invited me on. <laughs> Yet. And and this might be the reason why I'm your ex work wife. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, it's, I think it started because you wouldn't bring me cupcakes or some bullshit, and that's what that's what yeah. the, that's when we started having problems. 
af- after we no longer like worked directly together. Yeah, like, there was that. What do, you, too. what do you mean you won't give give me cupcakes from your work area over in my work area on the other side of the building? Well, should no. I think you were over in the in the Badger Road building by that point. Oh. So that was yeah, yeah. even less likely. But what do you mean you won't dodge bullets for my sugar needs? <laughs> when I'm pregnant, and then I'd like like G chat Meg like eh, he's not bringing me. Yeah, because we, we weren't working together when you had Lee, but we were when you had Ross. Yes. That's when I did your filing. Yes. Because you didn't want to bend. Well, because, yeah. Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> if you got down, you weren't getting up. Nope. <laughs> I was big pregnant. Well, your, your children were gigantic. Yes, they were both nine pounds. Yeah. Over nine pounds. And one yeah. of them is still large. Very much so. The other he one is, is tiny. He is, he is a like an adult. He's grown up size. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I know how that goes. And he's still growing. And it's like, if, if feet size is any like dogs, if there any indication on how big they're going to be, they, they're going to get so much bigger. <laughs> I'm going to have to start homesteading their clothes, just making that shit. Yeah. Just so old t-shirts together. <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> so I haven't, other than like the rewatching, I've done a lot of rewatching, I guess. Yeah. I've rewatched staged. Um, well, Timmy and I just finished Witcher Book season of Boba two. Fett. Haven't started it yet. Timmy's a little stressed out because there's he's not a show watcher like like I am. So he's like, this was the other day. (laughs) And he's like, we hadn't finished Witcher yet. You know, we're watching Dexter New Blood. Letter Kenny season 10 came out. I've already watched it because you can watch it in like a couple of hours. Yeah. How are you now? And how are you now? Not so bad. And you good and you good and you. And uh (laughs) yes, someone else that knows the letter Kenny. So I, when I told him about Book of Boba Fett, he about, about fucking blew his stack. He's like, oh, all these shows, oh, they always come out at the same time because there's this one and this one and then Walking Dead's coming back next month. And I haven't even told him that the boys have announced like, I'll suck your dick so we can date. focus. <laughs> no, he can do, he can be motivated. <laughs> Other ways, not really. Just but yeah, so it's it's been a lot of rewatches and like I said, we did finish Witcher season two last night and I love, I love that show, but nothing, nothing new. I guess I did finish. I, I burned through um, Insecure during kind of winter break. So regarding the Witcher. Yes. Meg brought up a great point because she, she hasn't seen season two, but she saw all of season one. I keep meaning to get back to it, but she said, she showed me this person's opinion. She's like, you know, there needs to be a term that is like the opposite of cleans up well yes i've seen that mean okay yeah and it's like yeah henry henry cavill in a in a suit is like milk toast plain but henry cavill you know dirtied up as the witcher you can get it oh (laughs) yeah so well i forget what the term was that like greased like greased like, up or something. I think it's just like cavilled or I don't or remember. Greased, like cleaned up and greased down. Something like that. Something I, like I, yeah, that. I don't yeah. remember the term, but I saw I've seen the meme and it's pretty spot on. I love I love that guy. I love <laughs> normalized beefcake nerds. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so but that's that's pretty much it. I'll probably be starting uh, rewatching Doom Patrol season three because I have a recording for that coming up. That's about it. A lot of rewatching. I do a lot of nice. rewatches in the wintertime, I think, because it's just yep. that comfort thing. So, Less to do. Yeah. Play on my phone and stop at the giggles and carry on with my <laughs> night. So, well, 
I want to thank all you bubblies for listening today. Yeah, thanks for putting up with me and my yeah. weird. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh God, damn it, Marty! <laughs> ah, you shall never forget. <laughs> and I guess I laugh. thank you, Marty, for being here and, and talking and dorking out over Marvel with me. And we'll figure out when we'll do Phase Two. But until then, everyone, thanks for listening and keep streaming. Bye. <laughs> you actually said bye. I usually have to yell at my first time guest to say bye. So thank you for knowing the process and respecting you it. know my wife and Carla. I do. <laughs> I love them. The wild women of podcasting. Hey, Absolutely. you're one too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm the first man on Aaron's podcast. That's right. Yeah. From a mostly female perspective. Well, I think this, I don't, I don't know. I think I told it before we were rolling. I'm like, yeah, Aaron, you've met Jen before, but Jen's got two boys. I've got two girls. At one point, Jen said, my medical metaphysical penis is bigger than your actual one. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And <laughs> stating facts. <laughs> yeah. Like no one's arguing over this. No, no. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah. Still recording. Oh my God. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at BuyMeACoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming. Podcastia, fuck yeah. Coming to talk about some fucking superheroes. And trying to fit extra syllables into sentences and songs that we all know by heart. Fuck yeah.